This week's adventure, Gotham 201, Damned If You Do, and the Season 1 Recap. To the Batmobile. Let's go. L.I.W. Gotham Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to L.A.W. Gotham Review. I am your host, Phoenix West. I am solo, running the show alone. A captain without a crew. I'm like Robert Rodriguez. Whatever the fuck he called that book of his. Filmmaker without a crew? I don't know. Who cares? Um, Rebel without a crew, I think it was called? Yeah, there we go. Um, today's episode, as I did in the opening there, is Damned If You Do, episode 201. Now, in order to prepare for this show, I had to watch the first season in about three days. So, I did rush it. So I will get to them, to those episodes later on. I'll probably backtrack a little bit during the off-season. I'm not sure. Maybe when I get free time. But I also want to do like a season one wrap-up. I just have to take notes this time. I didn't take any notes, and so it was a lot going on. They, they did, like, 23 fucking episodes. Like, I couldn't keep track. Fuck you guys. 22 episodes, right, in the first season? Anyway, I don't know. But the point is, I'll get to them. Um, I'm doing the same with other shows, like The Walking Dead and uh, Fargo. I, I hadn't even watched an episode of Fargo before I started doing a show for it. And that was a, that was a poor decision. Anyway, um, I'm also doing The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. So, without any further ado, here's Damned If You Do, my review. And that was not a setup for a song cue or anything. That's just me preparing myself. Um, this The first season, I guess I'll get that out of the way. I don't have to do the whole wrap-up for the whole season. But I'll just, my feelings on it. Um, right out the gate, you notice in the first episode of the first like, the very, very first episode of the show, you realize, oh, they're rewriting everything. Because Selena Kyle witnesses Bruce Wayne's parents' murder. So you're just like, okay, they're not doing what you think they're going to do, so go ahead and just ignore that from here on out. That's a good... I like that they did that right away. Uh, me and Brent talked about this on an episode of um, the Phoenix West show. I'm not sure which one. Um, it was, I think it was the Kim Davis... I'm waiting for the Kim Davis Playboy issue or something like that. It's that episode. We talked about it at length. Um, but if you, didn't, if you didn't hear that, if you're not a fan of that show, you're a dick, and I'll sum it up here. Um, dick. But it, I like the show. He likes the show. I'm not going to talk about Brent anymore. It's weird. I think I'm talking about myself in third person. Uh, Phoenix likes the show, and he, uh, he did not enjoy some things. No, I just I felt like it's not a Batman show. It's like a NYPD Blue or like a CSI thing, where it's more about, it's like a procedural, basically. Gordon finds out what's happening, and he does his best to solve that by the end of the episode. And it feels like sometimes there's one-off episodes where it's like the, the dude with the uh, goat thingy, I don't know whatever the hell that was, and sometimes it's like a long, drawn-out thing, like the stuff with Falcone and Maroney, and that's more like the NYPD Blue end. But the CSI stuff is like that. Well, who wonder who the killer is, and we'll figure it out by the end of the episode. Oh, he shot him, and him and him and Harvey Bullock shot him, and there you go. That's the end of that one. And it was like, oh, we wrapped it all up in forty-four minutes. What are the odds? <laughs> See you next week, pal. It feels like that. 
And my other thoughts are they're not sticking with the... I'm not a big comic guy. I don't know a whole lot about the Batman comics. I'm not going to lie. I mostly know him from the movies and the cartoon. Those are big in my life. So I'm not a fraud. I'm not pretending like I know all about the comics. I'm not going to bring up comic references. This is about this show. So I'm just judging the show off the show, okay? I'm not bringing up past comics. I'm not even going to bring up the movies and how it did him wrong. Because I don't give a shit. It's a new thing. Every comic series starts a new thing. So this, I'm just viewing it as a clean slate. And I just don't understand. Because it's a framework for a Batman show without Batman. Um, but that has the Batman villains. Bruce Wayne is, what, I think, 14 in this or something like that. Maybe younger. And all the villains are in their mid to late 30s. Um, so that means by the time Batman gets to fighting them at 30, they're all going to be in their 50s. What the fuck? What? What? Why? But I think what they're doing is they're like accelerating the, 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 the whole plot line because Bruce Wayne is starting to become kind of a little mini, mini Encyclopedia Brown detective already. He's already like, you know, following up on cases and like questioning people and taking down the people behind uh, the Bruce Wayne Enterprise or Wayne Enterprises, whatever. He's he's going for it, man. He's so I'm guessing what they're going to happen what's going to happen is um when he's early 20s, maybe maybe even before that, he might become like a little mini Batman and he'll take on these villains because otherwise they're all going to be so old. Like Penguin in this it's played by, I don't know how old the actor is, but by the looks of the character, I'm guessing 30. And Edward Nigma is got to be in his mid-30s. He's already like high up in the uh, Gotham precinct. That's weird, first of all. But he's like, a, he's like the CSI guy there. And um, so all the villains are old. They'll be elderly by the time Bruce Wayne fights them. It's fucking weird. It's like they didn't want to create their own villains because it would be too hard for people to be drawn in. So what they did was just go ahead and do the villains too early and fuck it later. Who cares? We're not getting the later. It doesn't matter. It just seems like Bruce Wayne won all these fights against these villains because he's so much younger than them. And he really wasn't that special, apparently. He was just, you know, had Father Time on his side, pretty much. Oh, man. There's so much happens in the first season that um, that I want to get to, but I don't want to do the season one wrap-up right now. So, what the fuck do I do? Oh, let's just talk about this episode. Um, Alfred and Bruce, at the la- end of last season, end of the first season, they find this door, and that's where the season ends. And you're like, it was Bruce Wayne, his dad's door, in, the, in like the, I don't know, underneath the, the Wayne Manor, I guess? I don't know. Um, they find it, and, and then that's where it ends. And this one picks up right where it left off, and it's like, oh, here's the door, oh, la, la. And, uh, you know, it's a little keypad, and they don't have the combo. So they're like, oh, no luck. Sorry. And then it immediately cuts to one month later. I'm like, god damn, slow down. Like, <laughs> they, they spent no time, and then, oh, one month. They almost, like, didn't want to find out what was behind the door immediately. So like, ah, shit, we didn't think of... I guess we'll just do it later. Fuck it. Um, they show Barbara arriving at Arkham, and uh, the, guy that, the, the guy that plays Joker is just sitting there, like, watching her. His name's, uh, the guy that plays Joker, what's his name? Jerome Valeska. That's the character name. So uh, our Joker in this universe is named Jerome. And he's not a six foot four black dude that played tight end for the Falcons. 
whatever, okay, he's a skinny white kid, skinny ginger, I guess, um, I like his reveal episode in the first season, though, that was good, but again, that's for the wrap-up show, um, I, they, the wheel barber, or the wall barber, barber walks in, excuse me, um, they wheel her later, that's a totally different thing, and they all kind of look at her, and then it cuts, and blah, 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 and then it cuts this uh, weird fucking scene that kept running throughout this episode, that went nowhere, where this big fat dude gets something, he gets like a potion from this dude, and he's like, thank you, master, and he runs out, and he's in this, like, it reminded me of, like, kick-ass, the level of comedic villain he was, where he runs out, and he's like, I am Zardon, the soul reaper, and he's like, you will all pay insects, and he's, like, yelling at them, yeah, people on the street, and that's where Gordon's doing traffic duty, because he fucked up everything in, at the, uh, excuse me, coffee, at the uh, office, you know, at the, uh, PD, as we call it, as we call it in the, in the inside. <sighs> anyway, he fucked up everything there. Season one kind of drove me nuts because he's like, he kept having uh, the commissioner on the ropes and then would immediately let him up. He'd let Loeb up and then be like, eh, I won't, I won't get you fired or killed or whatever. He's like, no, I will. No, I won't. No, yeah. The whole first season was a bunch of will, willy wonies. Um, it was weird. They it kept doing shit, and then, oh man, it drove me nuts. But he's in traffic duty now because he fucked up something last season. Who knows? And then uh, they co- they show like Edward Nigma, and he's starting to go crazy in the mirror, talking to himself, yelling at, yelling at himself, and even making jokes at himself. That was weird. It's like stop copying me. It's like that's what mirrors are for. And uh, I don't know. I the thing with. Um, you know what? This is going to be a 201 and season one wrap up. I don't feel like doing another show. Fuck you. Um, um, in the first season, Edward Nigma was interesting. I like, I like the actor they chose. I like, um, it was a Corey Michael Smith. Um, I like him. He did a great job. It was more the writing. None of his riddles had any value to them. Even the, uh, Jim Carrey Riddler had better riddles and like a better plot i don't know i just i just found this boring but again i like what the actor was doing with it he just didn't have much to work with they didn't give him much room he he got borderline creepy slash slash rapey toward uh what the fuck her name was who cares he kept doing like a little back and forth with her got really weird i didn't like it and then he killed a dude and chopped him up and uh yeah, that was that was interesting, and I, that's where he became basically the Riddler. I like all that stuff. Um, I really like the Penguin from the first season. He did a really good job. I like that he's like he's basically like a rat or like an alley cat where he'll do anything to survive. And the second something isn't working out where he can see he won't survive there, he'll immediately attach himself to somebody else and be like, "Oh, I'll survive off this person." Um, so I liked all those characters. I liked the Selena Kyle stuff. That's all fine. She's, she, you know, it's fine. Um, I didn't really have a problem with it. I like Alfred. He's great. I didn't care at all for Fish Mooney. Fucking stupid bullshit character. Didn't like her. I don't like, uh, Jada Pinkett. Uh, is she Jada Pinkett or is she Jada Pinkett Smith still? I thought they got divorced. I don't know. I don't know if you can get divorced in Scientology. If he is a Scientologist, which he won't say, which he is. He totally is. Um, <clears throat> hypothetically. Um, I don't know what the fuck she was going for. She was going for like a 40s villain or like a 
Every time a character would walk in, she'd go, Harvey Bullock, yeah, how are you? Yes, delighted to see you, yes. And then 30 seconds later, she's going, I want to kill that piece of shit. Like, we need to go get him. We'll get him. We'll be off. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're all over the place. Stick to character, lady. Don't do the... It reminds me of the uh, reporter from the uh, the Schumacher movies, where she's like... Bruce Wayne, yes, Brucey, yes. And she talks like, oh, oh my God, very fey and like richy, rich and fucking irritating. But when you're a violent criminal mastermind, as she's supposed to be, uh, tone it back, tone it back a little bit. Um, four or five clicks, you know, just go ahead and don't do that. Don't lay it down so thick. Uh, she's stealing, she's chewing scenery, you know. Uh, it just bothers me. Um... This really turned into the season one wrap-up, didn't it? I guess I need to do that. So this is going to be a dual-purpose episode, like I said. I'm changing it on the fly. That's what I do. I'm an improviser. <laughs> um, like I said, Joker's Jerome, who in the first season... I like that reveal. It's just, it was just a regular episode, like a whodunit. And then at the end, he finds out that the kid killed his parents. Uh, Jerome did. Again, not a six-foot-four black dude. He's not Tyrese from The Walking Dead. Or T-Bone to The Walking Dead show. Um, sorry, I'm heavily involved in that show right now. The, uh, yeah, they find out he did it, and then he immediately looks up, and you're like, oh, he's a fucking joker. Look at that smile. And he starts laughing, and like, oh, that was cool. Um, I liked it a lot. I don't know, I just, I didn't like the episode. I thought the episode was boring. Something about a circus and some shit. I don't know. He's raised, like, like, uh, with the Dick Grayson. He was raised with his family. I don't know, fucking weird. They're just like involving everybody, they're inter- intertwining everybody's story together. So that it, so much so that it doesn't make any sense later. Um, I liked all that. That was fine. Then they didn't touch him again until this episode, which is fine. The, he's at Arkham, and Barbara's there. And then Selena kind of drifted around, stayed at a uh, Barbara's house for a while. No, at a uh, Gordon's house, right? Anyway, and then they had a whole thing where Barbara Gordon. Got kidnapped by this dude um, who is Baby Rocky, if you watch Rocky Balboa. He's also from Gilmore Girls, which I do watch. I did watch because I'm barely a man. And then I, he's, a, he's from a bunch of shit. A bunch of shit. Anyway, super good looking dude. That's the whole point of the show, of that episode rather. And then they, he takes her to kill her, her parents, but you'll, you think he did it, or the characters in the show think he did it, but really she did it, and she reveals it to Lee who Gordon is the new wormhole for Gordon later on. A um, lot, lot of confusing stuff there. I'm not confusing, just a lot of bullshit and back and forth. And, you know, Barbara gets locked up. And that's where this episode kicks off. Um, and then, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. I didn't really plan on a wrap-up episode for, for season one. I so I'm just kind of rambling. But uh, I like the Selena stuff because she stayed with... She was. She originally said that she saw who killed the parents, the, the Waynes. But then said she lied so she could stay somewhere for free. She didn't go to the, the weird camp thing. There's an episode where they take orphans and they do shit to them. That was weird. Um, but then later on, she ends up working for Fish Mooney in the last episode. She shows up. And then when um, the penguin eventually throws Fish Mooney off a building into the water, which I assume fish, water, she'll be fine, right? I don't know. He's a penguin, too. He got thrown in the water in the first episode. Where Gordon was supposed to shoot him, but didn't. And so I assume Fish Mooney will be back later on to annoy me more. That's great. Um, Falcone. Falcone has retired. 
Um, really not having a choice, but it seemed like he kind of wanted to at the same time. Uh, and uh, they had a whole thing with Maroney and um, Falcone going at each other, and the, Maroney dies. Um, Falcone chooses not to die and just opts out of the game. He just steps back. And whatever, that's fine. And then, you know, like I said, uh, Fish Mooney gets thrown overboard. And then, so Selena Kyle on this one is working for Penguin now. Because it's kind of like, um, hmm, like if a company buys another company that you work for, you just work for that company now. That's just basically what it is. So like, oh, I guess I'll just stay on board. Uh, this is this is my life now. But uh, Gordon goes over and is like, hey, I need, uh, I need a favor. And then they, they do a whole fucking thing with favors, and you owe me a favor, you owe me a favor. Well, not to split hairs, but you owe me a favor. And this favor's over here, and this favor's for that. And it's like, oh my god, I don't care. Like, just fucking do it and move on. Can we not argue? Just goddamn. Um... And then they show Harvey Bullock's working at a bar in this episode. And he's sober, and he's doing good, and he's fine. He's trying to convince Gordon to quit, basically. Um, because in the first season, there's a lot of back and forth, like I said, with Gordon and uh, the fucking commissioner. And they cannot... They, it's like they couldn't decide when they get rid of the commissioner. So they just said, oh, we'll push it till later. And then, oh, he's going to go after him now. No, let's do it later. Let's fucking do it later. Like, they're procrastinating some stuff. And um, they, they, another thing they kept doing back and forth, and it was driving me fucking nuts, was that Gordon, after uh, Penguin is like, oh, I can't do the favor unless you go get, collect this money for me. And he, Gordon's like, no way, I'm not doing it. Hell no, that crosses the line. And then Gordon goes up, walks to Wayne Manor because he's drunk. Shows up and he's like, "Well, I'm off the force and uh, I'm I'm quitting. I can't do the case. I can't find your parents murdered anymore." I'm like, "How many times are you gonna show up at this fucking house and tell this kid you're either off the case or on the case? Because this kid's gonna get fucking whiplash from you, you you psychotic man. Goddamn, go back to the OC, okay? I think Ben McKenzie can only be on shows that are named after the place where it's set. That's my theory, at least. Um, let's just say." Wayne, Bruce Wayne talks him into it, into doing the favor for Penguin. He goes and does it, and he ends up killing some Asian dude for some money. And it, please, it pleases the Penguin. And then uh, there's a lot of... Like, Bruce is built, trying to build this bomb with fertilizer <clears throat> to get into the vault downstairs that we opened on. And Alfred's like, that's not how you build a bomb. Like this is, And they have a little argument about a bomb, and is he going to help him, and he decides to help him. And they totally build it, and they blow up the door, and he finds a letter, and it's like, Bruce, if you found this, you found out that the keypad number is Bruce. And he's like, oh, we're dicks. We're assholes. You know why? If you would have been a little older, you'd have been less impulsive, and you would have just figured that out. In, in a way, Alfred's right, but he's also he's also kind of... The kid seems like he's advanced for his age, and then he does shit like he smashed the keypad instead of trying it out a little bit more. Maybe you look around the house for a, a number some more? I don't know. Try out some names, some birth dates, some some important shit like that. I don't know. He just seems like he went boop boop boop. Nope. Boop boop boop. Nope. Boop boop boop. Nope. Eh, millions of possibilities. Fuck it. Okay. Think about it a little bit. I don't know. Draw some shit down. Come up with a plan. No. Okay. You're a shitty Batman already. God damn. Um, Barbara calls Gordon on his cell phone. Tells her that Lee framed her. That she never confessed to the murders. And then it, Bruce is like, don't call back. Uh. And then immediately ruins it by calling Lee and being like, I'm going to kill you, bitch. I was like, Jesus, Barbara. Like, 
Maybe you would have had a chance if you called him back later and let it sink in a little bit. Like, fucking ruined it immediately. Um, the favor that the Penguin repays Gordon for is that he's going to convince Loeb to retire. And him and Victor show up, and they cut a head off the security dude. And he, and Victor's kind of like making it talk. It was kind of funny. That actor um, is psychotic, and he's awesome. I really have a lot of fun watching his character because he's an insane person, and his smile is genuinely terrifying. For a while, I thought he was going to be like the Joker or something. I wasn't really sure at first when they first introduced his character who he was going to be. And I feel like that's half of what this show is. It's, it's seeing people... Like I said, I'm not super familiar with the comic. And if their name isn't exactly what it is, then I don't know. I'm not going to go ahead and not know, okay? So when he showed up and he's like, this is Victor, I'm like, oh, who's Victor? Like, I feel like half of this show is going, oh, who's this new character? Is he a villain? Is he... Huh. I wonder who he... Oh, is this a guy? Okay. The one, I was convinced one person was... Um, he was going to end up being, I forget who, like a major bad guy. I think it was like, uh, uh, Hugo Strange or something. I was like, oh, no, no, he died. Okay. I guess it's not him. And I was like, okay, well, all right. Half the show is like that where I'm just like, I don't know who this person is. Therefore, are they important? They must be. I don't know. Uh, It's like showing up to a party, not knowing anybody and being like, who owns this house? I wonder who lives here. Oh, person's taking care. And then you just kind of slowly figure it out throughout the throughout the night and you bring a fat girl home and you make some mistakes steaks I said not mistakes you, you make her steaks because you're a gentleman okay god damn you make the miss steaks okay um uh, he retires um Lobit retires that is and he introduces some scientist philanthropist Theo Gallivan who appoints um the commissioner which is Sarah Essen. And I got the first season um, really reminded me of Dexter. I felt like it was more Dexter's backstory than it was Batman's. It was Dexman. It was weird because David Zayas plays Maroney and he plays Angel on Dexter. And the uh, Sarah Essen's character is exactly like LaGuerta in Dexter. She runs the place. She sounds like her. She looks like her, just a little, I don't know. She looks a little blacker. Um, LaGuerta's um, Hispanic of some sort. Um, but it really reminded me of it, this, this the first season, where I'm like, this is weird. It feels more like we- that than, like, it feels like the opposite Dexter, but, like, without any of the carnage from Dexter. <laughs> like, Dexter's brutal, like, body parts and shit. And this is, like... This feels like a low-rent version of Dexter, like a stage play of Dexter version of Dexter. It was weird. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Um, I'm not really sure who the philanthropist guy was, They didn't, who Theo Gallivan is. I don't know. I'm sure they'll get to it later. Again, I could have just said the name of a, a high-up villain, and I wouldn't even know it. Again, I don't know a lot of the villains' names. I don't. I just really don't. Um, Zardon shows up at Arkham. Arkham, that is, and he's like, ah, and he starts yelling at him, and then everybody looks at him, and they go, anyway, um, so I was, um, uh, so I was going over there, and I was taking the job, and it was, a, it was a little funny part, and then he falls over, and the gas shoots out, and they all pass out, and it turns out that was the master plan for the whole thing, because they all wake up, and they're, uh, oh, first of all, Jessica Elba shows up, this girl looks just like her, and shoots everybody at Arkham, 
And then he, she's revealed to be Theo's sister, Tabitha. Theo is the guy I just mentioned. I forgot he was in this. <laughs> he, she, he, uh, he, uh, they, they kidnapped the six prisoners, they said, on the phone. Um, and they have them all there. And I'm like, wow, the, they didn't even milk any time. At Gotham, at Arkham, I mean, they didn't milk any of that time. Like in the first season, uh, Fish Mooney gets kidnapped, um, and she gets in this basement, and they they're stealing people's you know, body parts and shit like that. And I'm like, they're not even gonna do that. Like that spent like episodes there. In this one, they didn't do it at all. They were they were only in Arkham for that scene, that one scene earlier where they talked and they talked about making friends and shit like that, and then they dropped it. And I was like, wow, thank you. That was. I really thought it was going to be like six episodes where they're stuck in this Arkham and they're just having little conversations. And I was like preparing myself for a major boredom. And no. Because I felt like the Fish Mooney thing in the first season went on just a little too long. Like it was it was great to see the guy from the Frighteners act again. He looked like dog shit in this, but yeah, that's fine. It's his life, not mine. He It was nice to see him. I liked the Fish Mooney thing. It just took a little bit too much time up. It just kept going. And then she shows up and dies, like, immediately. And I was like, okay. She went all the way back to Gotham to go fight these people and died, like, instantly. Oh, whatever. I, I don't, I'm not looking forward to her coming back. I'm really not. She just find her boring. Especially when you got the, you have the penguin already there. Just don't bring her back. I don't, I just don't need to see it again. I, I get it. The whole first season was about that. Ugh. Anyway, they, they have not um, Theo has all these prisoners there, and then for some reason Barbara is in like an asylum dress, and I'm like, do they? I don't, I don't think they do those so much. No, I don't think they do at all. Yeah, everyone else is in like the pinstripes, you know, the white and black, uh, just pants, the jumpers, or the little coats, and she's in a goddamn dress with with the pinstripes. I was like, yeah, they, they don't, they don't do that. That's weird. That just makes it easier for the prisoners to fuck. Really, you don't want prisoners fucking in an insane asylum. I saw the second season of American Horror Story. They'll castrate your ass. They'll fucking they'll gut your junk out, dude. They don't don't do that. Don't don't breed. Ugh. And then the rich dude is like, "I'll give you a million dollars. Get me out of here. I'm not going with you. I'm not going to do that." And then Theo's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let, I'll let you go." And then immediately kills him. I was like, "Okay, Theo doesn't fuck around." Um. Oh, this is when Bruce finds a letter, by the way, that I totally spoiled. And it's uh, blah, 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 you know. You can't have happiness in the truth, Bruce. That's all it said. Who cares? Um, it's fine. I like I liked the episode. It didn't do much. It was mostly just an episode to get Barbara out of the prison and the Joker. And I think Barbara is going to become... Um, well, this is a guess. I'm just guessing she's going to become Harley Quinn. She just, she's a blonde. I don't know. She just seem, she seems too smart, though. So I don't know if they're going to go down that road. Otherwise, I don't know who they're going to do. Barbara King, I don't know. Maybe. I'm guessing. She just seems, she's already attached herself to the Joker. I'm only going off the fact that they're together now. Like, they're with these two people. And they're kind of setting up a little, little group. So I don't, I don't know. I really don't. I'm g- totally guessing. If it happens, I fucking called it. I've only watched the 201 as of right now of recording, there are four episodes out. Maybe it's revealed in those. The next three. I don't know. I'll get there when I get there. Back off, dick. I'm sorry. I love you. Don't don't leave. 
Um, as you have might have guessed by now, I don't care about reviewing shit without spoilers, and I swear a lot. So get go ahead and get used to that. Um, it's it's Batman. Don't take it so seriously. I don't, I, and I know I don't care about the character or know about the characters from the comics. Go ahead and get over that. I'm reviewing the fucking mo- the show. I keep wanting to say movie. Uh, I'm reviewing the show. If you want me to review the comics, I'll do that. Um, you gotta pay me though. Obviously, come on. I'm I'm expensive too. I really am. I'm like a high priced uh, Vegas call girl. Anyway, I'm gonna uh, go ahead and end this first episode of the Gotham Review. It's been a weird episode, and I apologize. The rest of the episodes I'll just review the the episode. That I state, okay? So next week's 202, then 203, and I won't go back to season one. This is a 201 and episode, or season one wrap-up, okay? It is very, very out of nowhere, so that's why I'm kind of stammering and unprepared. So I apologize. It will be better from this, from here on out. Um, one more thing, guys. Go to loiteringinwonderland.com. Check out everything there. It really helps out. Check out the other shows. We've got a bunch of shows on there. Got a Phoenix West show, that's me, um, LAW Improv Theater, uh, LAW Movie Review, LAW Nick Cage Cast, all Nick Cage movies all the time, LAW The Twilight Zone Review, American Horror Story Review, The Walking Dead Review, Fear the Walking Dead Review, Fargo Review, Gotham Review, that's this one, LAW Chicago Sports Review, LAW NBA Review, so many reviews, I review it all, um, yeah, that's it, um, go check it out. Facebook.com slash Lord and Wonderland, Instagram, Twitter, slash, not slash, you know what to slash, Instagram, Twitter, LAW Podcast. It's either LAW Podcast or Lord and Wonderland, wherever you go. Just fucking figure it out. If you guys got any questions, complaints, whatever, it's pretty easy to complain about this episode because it is so, I didn't plan it out. <laughs> Did, uh, send it to uh, Lord and Wonderland at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thank you. Um, that's it. So, so long, citizens. Until next time, I'm Phoenix West. <laughs>